Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where I'm going to talk about inventions but I'm also going to talk about some idioms that use the name of that invention in it. So, a little bit of a strange lesson possibly but I think you will enjoy it. If you aren't sure what an invention is, all through time, human beings have been inventing things. Probably one of the first things that was invented was the wheel and we'll look at a number of those types of inventions through time and then with each invention, I will teach you an idiom. Before we get started, I do wanna say welcome to this live English lesson. Uh, I see a lot of people in the chat already. Just a few rules. If you have a question, there is a link in the description below and there will be a link in the chat. Please use that link to fill out the form to ask your question. Please do not ask questions in the chat. It really just gets too busy over there for me to see all of them. I wanna say hi to Todd and Dave who are here to moderate the chat. Thank you very much for being here. They will share the link from time to time and you can use that link to ask a question. And then once again, during these live lessons, I only answer questions if they are related to the topic. So, you might be curious what this lesson is going to be like. So, let's get started. The first invention I'm going to look at is the wheel. Obviously, you know what a wheel is. You see wheels on almost everything. You see wheels on cars. Cars have four wheels. By the way, we also call the things on a car tires. So, there are two names. So, you could say that you're gonna check if the tires have enough air in them but you can also refer to them as a wheel. Trains have wheels. Even airplanes that fly in the sky need wheels so that they can land. So, the wheel was I think one of the greatest inventions of all times. If you've ever used a wheelbarrow, if you are someone who works outside, a wheelbarrow is um kind of like a little cart with one wheel on the front and two handles. You'll realize that the wheel is simply an amazing thing that has helped us as uh, a civilization to just do more work in less time. Uh, a wheel is round. If you look at this wheel here, the center of the wheel is called a hub and all of the things that go from the outer part of the wheel to the inner part are called spokes. On a car, a wheel has two parts. It has the tire and the center part is called the rim. So, here's the part where we switch to an English idiom. So, in English, we have this kind of funny term, fifth wheel or third wheel and it's de- it depends where you are from, which version of this you use but what this refers to is when three people are friends and if two of the people start to become romantically interested in each other, the third person begins to feel like a third wheel or a fifth wheel. I think in every language, there is a phrase or a term for this but as we have the really cool invention, the wheel, we also have a number of phrases that use the word wheel and one of them is fifth wheel or third wheel. In my part of Ontario, Canada, I have heard both phrases and you would say it like this. You know, I was really good friends with Jack and Julie And the three of us used to do lots of things together but now Jack and Julie are dating so when we go out, I feel like a third wheel or I feel like a fifth wheel. Third wheel is probably the more common of the two ways to say it but basically what it means is if you picture a bicycle with two wheels and then if you add a third wheel, it just seems odd. So, when you have a group of people and people in the group start to maybe become more than friends. Remember in our lesson on friendship, we talked about the phrase more than friends. You might start to feel like a third wheel. It's not a nice feeling uh, to feel like a third wheel but it does happen from time to time because sometimes people start to like each other. Um I do want to just pause briefly and say hi to all of the people who are here. Um there are a lot of people watching already. I'm always surprised how many people are interested in learning English. Thank you so much for being here. I wanna say hi to Lolly Lolly, Panthera. Uh we have Tear Agnes. We have Madi is here. Brent from American English with this guy is here. Key Park, go on. Uh let's talk Italian with Arone is here. Very cool. Aniko is here. So cool to see all of you. Thank you for joining in. Let's continue the lesson. Um By the way, I'm not going to talk about who invented each item 
or what country invented it? Because I, I thought that might cause fights in the chat. People might start arguing about who invented each of these things. But you can hear as I'm talking, um, I'm using the word invention to refer to the thing that someone thought up a long time ago and I'm using the verb invented. So, someone obviously invented sliced bread. My understanding is a long time ago, bread was just a loaf and you would just take a chunk off but at a certain point, someone decided to slice it. Once you slice bread, you can take the slices and make sandwiches. So, we always buy sliced bread. It's really easy to put sliced bread in the toaster if you want to toast it. It's just super handy and that leads to our phrase. The phrase that I'm using today is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, we use this to refer to any newer invention that's just amazing. It's an older phrase. It's not used a lot anymore but I I have heard it a couple of times in the last week. So, let's say you're thinking about your smartphone. I don't have mine here. You could say, I love my smartphone. This it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, for some reason, maybe just to be funny, we refer to sliced bread as the greatest invention of all times. I'm not sure it is. I think the internet might be the greatest invention of all time but we use this to to refer to things that are really, really cool and really, really helpful. Uh the next invention is the telephone. So, the telephone obviously is something that has changed a lot over time. Um I know in old movies when they use the telephone, they put something up to their ear and then they talk into another thing. Um I think sometimes they even have a crank on them but the modern telephone I think has been in all of our homes for our entire lives. My grandparents when they were young uh did not have telephones. So, even though it seems like a relatively normal thing to have, it is somewhat of a recent invention in terms of human history. Uh the telephone allows you to phone people. Notice we've shortened the word. I don't often say, oh, I'm going to telephone my brother tonight. That just doesn't work. I would say I'm going to phone my brother or I'm going to call my brother. So, the telephone, cool invention. I don't know if you guys wanna start voting on what is the um best invention of all time but certainly the telephone is really cool. And there are a lot of phrases that come from the word telephone. I picked the one phone tag uh because it's probably the most common one that I hear right now. Phone tag is when you phone someone and they're not available so you leave a message. They listen to your message later in the day and then they phone you but you're not available so they leave a message and then you listen to their message and then you phone them and leave a message and then they listen to you and we call that phone tag. Phone tag is then uh when you're trying to get a hold of someone but you constantly get their answering machine instead and you leave a voicemail or you leave a message. That's how we talk about uh that. So, uh phone tag is interesting because I don't often phone people anymore. I'm not sure what your preferred method of communication is. The telephone years ago was the preferred method of communication. If you wanted to talk to someone, you phoned them or you gave them a call. Um nowadays, I tend to send text messages and sometimes email. That's probably my primary method of communication. Brent in the chat says the best invention no doubt is the flushable toilet. I don't actually have that on my slides, Brent but uh, that certainly is an amazing invention. Um years ago, people didn't even have bathrooms in their homes. They had an outhouse. So, you had to go outside to use the bathroom. I'm not sure what that would have been like in the winter. Probably not very fun. Um The next invention is the camera. So, a long time ago, we had cameras that took film and you needed to put film in the camera so that you could take a picture. So, for those of you that are just joining us and you're wondering, how is this an English lesson? It's important to listen to the phrases I choose to use when I'm talking about each item because there's actually a lot to learn in the descriptions I'm giving. So, for instance, with cameras, you use a camera to take a picture. When we used to put film in the camera, we would then need to get the film developed 
and once the film was developed, you could see uh, whether the pictures turned out. These days, everything is a lot faster. With digital cameras, you can take a picture and you can immediately look at the picture to see if it turned out good. Um, so, again, when you check if something turned out, you're simply looking to see if it's good. Is it in focus? Um, do you like the lighting in the photo and all of those kinds of things. So, the camera, an amazing invention. Um, cameras also take different lenses. Um, you might have a camera where you cannot remove the lens but some cameras have interchangeable lenses. So, you can put different lenses on the camera for different kinds of photographs. So, anyways, the camera used to take pictures also used to take photos. We often use the word picture and photo interchangeably. So, a lot of times I'll say, hey, I took a really good picture or took a really cool picture of Oscar today. I'll send it to you. We don't often say, I took a really cool photo of Oscar um but we do use the word still uh, quite a bit. Um the phrase I chose from the uh, invention of the camera is the phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words. So, this phrase simply means exactly what you think it means. Sometimes when you are trying to explain something to someone either in a conversation or in writing, you have to use a lot of words to get your meaning across. You have to use a lot of words so that they can understand what you are talking about. But sometimes, if you can just show them a picture, it's worth a thousand words. So, you can see here, this is a picture of the horseshoe falls in Niagara Falls. If I wanted to describe the horseshoe falls to you in writing, it would probably take many, many words. I would need to say, it's shaped like a horseshoe. A horseshoe is the thing that people put on the feet of horses. And it's this shape. Notice I'm already trying to use images to communicate it. But if I show you a picture, you immediately know what the horseshoe falls looks like. So, we have a phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words. Um simply because yes, pictures are just uh, a much easier way to explain what something looks like. Let's do a few more. The telescope. So, the telescope was invented so we could look at the heavens Notice I use the word heaven. So, in religion, people sometimes talk about heaven and hell um but we also talk about the night sky sometimes as the heavens. So, the telescope was a device that was invented so that we could look at things really, really far away. Um uh you might also know what a binoc- what binoculars are. Binoculars are um similar to a telescope but there are two um not sure what they're called. There's two viewing things beside each other. I'm not a binocular expert but the telescope was invented so we could get a closer look at the moon and the stars and all of the things that we see in the night sky. Uh hey, let's look at a few questions. Uh I was kind of forgetting to stop and look at some questions for a sec. Let me get the first question uh queued up and we will go from there. Let me find it for a sec. Um First question is from uh just one sec here. I think I clicked it. There we go. Athanasios says, hello, teacher Bob. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Maybe it doesn't hold water but what's your favorite invention? Thanks in advance. I'm not sure because there's two types of inventions. There are practical inventions like Brent mentioned the flushable toilet. That's a very practical invention but then there are also inventions that make life more enjoyable. Um when I was younger, I had a motorcycle. That was a really cool thing to drive around. So, the motorcycle to me was a very cool invention. So, I'm not sure. Eyeglasses, when you start to uh when you need to wear glasses, uh you really think they are a cool invention. Um but at the same time, I really like pizza. So, whoever invented pizza, that's also a cool invention as well. Uh let's see here. Um Next question is from Ruslan. Hi, teacher Bob. How are you? Do you know that the first cardiac pacemaker was invented in Canada? Very useful device, I deem. Have a nice day, sir. Yeah, cool. So, a pacemaker is an electronic device that helps your heart know when to beat. So, it kind of sends a little electric signal to your heart uh to make sure your heart beats regularly. Um when I had heart surgery, I was in a room recovering at the hospital with a man who had a pacemaker. 
he had just had a pacemaker installed in his heart. So, a pacemaker is a cool device. I did not know that it was invented in Canada. Very, very cool. Let's see here. Um, S.L. Lenka. Hi, Mr. Bob. In your opinion, what was the most influential technological invention? I think the invention of the internet is the best thing since sliced bread. Thank you. You know, I have to say like in terms of something, an invention you can enjoy but an invention that is very, very helpful for the world. I think the internet is amazing. It, what we're doing right now would not happen without the internet. Um, I just, I think we've forgotten how amazing it is because we just have the internet and it works all the time. So, hopefully, I didn't just jinx things by saying it works all the time but anyways, let's see here. Um, Oh, see, this is where we get into controversy. Renata says, good morning, Bob. Who do you think really invented the airplane? Santos Dumont or the Wright brothers? I don't mean to cause a conflict or anything. Peace. So, Renata, I, I, I'm not gonna comment on that because I don't want to cause controversy in the chat but initially, I was going to list who had invented each thing and the country where it was invented but I started to realize that many inventions probably over half of the inventions that I'm looking at, there's controversy as to where it was invented. Uh and if you don't think there is, just research the game of basketball because most Canadians will claim that basketball was invented in Canada and a lot of Americans will claim it was invented in the United States. So, I decided not to mention it too much. Um but interesting, who did it? Yeah, who did invent the airplane? Hilda Tong says, what are inventions. Little correction there, Hilda. An invention is anything that we as humans have dreamed about and used our imaginations to think about and then made. So, a light bulb, a camera, a wheel, all of these things are things that humans have invented. They are things that people have thought of in order to make our lives a little bit easier. Next question is from Havez. Hello, Bob. How is it going? Good. Is there any difference between invention and innovation? Thanks in advance. I would say this and you can check on this later yourself but the wheel was invented but since the wheel has been invented, there have been many innovations in the world of um wheels, (laughs) okay? So, I would think the invention is the initial creation of something and then innovations are things that make it better along the way. It's probably a a slight difference but That's how I would describe it. Let me check my audio for a sec. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just laughing to myself because I see Brent saying basketball was invented in Massachusetts. Yeah, uh, it's interesting when you start to research who and where something was invented and who invented it. Uh, Let's see here. Shanae says, teacher, technical inventions bring convenience. Little little fix there but adversely impact. Oh, but an adverse impact may be that unemployment is growing due to less demand for human labor. Do you have thoughts on it? This is very true and I'll tell you a little story. In Ontario, Canada, they raised the minimum wage from eleven dollars an hour to fifteen dollars an hour a couple of years ago, okay? So, the government decided that if someone hires someone, they have to pay them at least $15. So, it went from $11 to $15. What happened was many people automated their workplaces instead of paying people more. So, here's a good example. There was a farmer who had four people would sort cherries. So, they would pick cherries from the cherry tree. They would take them to a barn and they would just say good cherry, good cherry, bad cherry. When minimum wage went up, he bought a machine from Italy that sorts cherries automatically. So, Shanae, I think you're right. I think that every time we invent something, it's quite possible that people lose jobs because of it. Let's see here. Modine, last question. We'll get back to the lesson. Hi, Bob. What's a cool thing you invented as a kid only to find it had already been invented? If you could go back in time and stop one thing from being invented, what would it be? Um I wasn't super inventive as a child but I totally understand what you are saying, Modine. Um there's nothing, I can tell you this. One time my uncle said, my boss's wife has an idea for a web page. 
and she wants to meet with you to see if you will help her develop it. And when I met with her, her idea was exactly the same as eBay which already existed <laughs> and so I said this this has already been invented. I think that happens quite a bit. If I could go back in time and stop one thing from being invented, uh, I'm not sure. I think I would go into the world of you know weapons of mass destruction or something like that and stop it from being invented. Something like that. Hey, let's get back to the lesson. So, you'll notice with telescope, I did not have a phrase to teach you but here's a microscope and I do have a phrase for this one. Uh the microscope was invented kind of it's similar to the telescope but instead of looking at things far away, the microscope is used for looking at things that are really really small. If you went to high school and had a science class, you most likely had microscopes and you most likely used microscopes to look at maybe the cells of your skin. You might have used the microscope to maybe you uh poked your finger and put a little bit of blood on the slide. Microscopes have slides and then you put it in the microscope and then you would look through the microscope uh to see what was on the slide. So, the microscope is used to look at things that are really really small. We have an English phrase to put something under the microscope. So, let's say the police think you might be committing crimes. They might put your life under the microscope for a bit. All this phrase means is that someone is paying very close attention to something. So, when you put something under the microscope or you put someone under the microscope, it means you're watching them very closely to uh, to see what they do. Maybe uh you didn't maybe you cheated on your taxes. So, in Canada, you have to file your taxes every year. You have to tell the government how much money you made and then they tell you how much tax you owe. But maybe you lied or cheated. The government might put you under the microscope for a year. They might ask to see all of your financial records to see if you have been cheating or not. The next invention is the light bulb. Of course, if we did not have light bulbs, I would look more like this. There we go. Oh, my camera's adjusting now. Uh whoa, that was quite bright. But if we did not have light bulbs, we would not be able to do things at night. Many, many years ago, people simply had fires in their fireplace and maybe they had some lanterns in their house. Maybe they used candles to light their homes Um, but eventually, the light bulb was invented and because of electricity, people were able to do more things at night. I think the light bulb is incredibly important especially in Canada where it gets dark really early in the winter. So, you'll notice in some of my videos, if I'm out late at night in the summer, it's still quite sunny but if you go outside at night in January, um like by 4 5 o'clock in the afternoon, it's already starting to get dark. So, the light bulb has really changed the world and of course, just a quick little note, there are incandescent light bulbs. That's the older style. There are fluorescent light bulbs. Those are the kinds that are long tubes. And now, most of our lighting, most of our light bulbs are LED light bulbs. So, we kind of have innovated um quite a bit along the way with light bulbs. Um so, here's the phrase for light bulb. Uh when you say a light bulb went on in my head or a light bulb went off in my head. There's two versions of it. They mean the same thing. It means you had an idea or you suddenly solved a problem you were thinking about, okay? So, let's say I needed to go to the grocery store and the post office and to the restaurant after work but I wasn't sure how I was going to do that all at once and then uh, maybe a light bulb goes on in my head or a light bulb goes off in my head and I think I can drop my son off at the restaurant. He can order food then I can go and buy the things I need to and pick them up later. So, when you say a light bulb went off in my head or when you say a light bulb went on in my head, it simply means you had a good idea or you thought of a solution to a problem. So, that's how that would work. Uh the printing press. Um there's probably gonna be some inventions I don't mention but I think this one is incredibly important, okay? Before the invention of the printing press, everything needed to be written by hand with a pen or maybe a a quill. Didn't they used to use a feather, right? And you would dip it in ink but eventually, the printing press was invented and this allowed us to publish things like newspapers to publish things like 
uh, pamphlets were very popular. The printing press was the beginning of the spread of knowledge in the world in a much easier way. Um we would say that it was the beginning of the modern world I think was when the printing press was invented. Um and then the phrase I have for printing press is hot off the press. This is an old phrase. We don't use it as much anymore but when you say something is hot off the press, it means the news you are sharing is very, very current. Okay? So, if you say um hey, I just read this. It's hot off the press. It simply means that it's news that just happened. Okay? So, if the president of the United States announced that he was not running for reelection. If that was news that just happened, you would say it was hot off the press. Vaccines. So, if we were gonna talk about some of the most important inventions, I would say vaccines are incredibly important. Um vaccines are something that help you build immunity to a disease so that you don't get the disease. If there was a vaccine right now for coronavirus, I would want to get it, okay? I know they are testing vaccines right now in the world. You're probably hearing that on the news quite often. Um many different countries have gotten close to having working vaccines and are in early stages of testing them. So, vaccines um are usually uh created in a laboratory or in a lab and then you get a vaccine injected and then it makes you immune to something like a disease. So, every year I actually get the flu shot. That is a vaccine that stops me from getting certain strains of the flu. By the way, the flu in the winter, you either get the flu or you get a cold. Those are the two most common illnesses in the winter here. Um and no specific phrases for this one but I do wanna share this. When you get a shot, okay? So, you saw earlier, here's a needle. When they put it in your arm or in the cheek of your butt, wherever you're getting the shot, um we call it a shot, okay? Sounds kind of funny but the nurse gives you a shot. That's how that's how we say it. And these are the two phrases that they most often say. They say, this won't hurt a bit which isn't true. It actually does hurt a little bit but they'll say, okay, roll up your sleeve. Um this won't hurt a bit. And then they usually wipe your um your shoulder with a little bit of uh, an alcohol swab to disinfect it and then they give you the shot. And usually they say this won't hurt a bit or they'll say you're just going to feel a little pinch. So, a pinch is when you go like this. So, what they're saying is that when the needle goes in, it will feel the same as if someone's pinching you. Um I think the second um I think the second phrase is actually more truthful than the first one. <laughs> when, when you say this won't hurt a bit, I don't quite, I don't feel like that's uh totally truthful. Um let me get to the next one here. The automobile. So, when you talk about great inventions and someone asked earlier what I think the most important invention was, I think it's hard to say because so many inventions are so important. The automobile obviously is another invention that changed the world. It changed the world in the sense that you could now drive and visit people who were far away. Instead of taking a horse and bucky, you could just jump in your car and you could drive there. The automobile allowed people to work to live further away from where they worked. So, it allowed cities to have areas like suburbs and subdivisions where people live outside the city and then they drive into the city to go to work. When you drive from outside the city into the city, it's called a commute. You are called a commuter and you would say, yeah, I commute to work every day. So, when you commute, you can also take the subway or the train but generally uh, in North America, many people drive to work every day. So, the automobile, I would say, let's say it's in the top 10. It's one of the top 10 most important inventions. Um and then let's say here, oh yeah, this is the phrase I chose to put the pedal to the metal. So, um you can see the speedometer in this car is at 190 kilometers per hour. Um that is very, very fast. If it's at 190 miles per hour, that's incredibly fast but in a car, you have a gas pedal and you have a brake pedal. When you push the gas pedal all the way to the floor, the car goes really fast and in English, there's a this funny phrase to talk about that. We say that you're putting the pedal to the metal. So, if you're in a car, and you're the passenger and the person isn't driving fast enough, you could say, come on, I'm in a hurry. Put the pedal to the metal which doesn't mean 
to put it all the way to the floor um, but it does mean that you want them to speed up. The other phrase we say is to floor it. So, if you're in a hurry and you're not driving, you could say, come on, floor it. I need to get to work on time. So, floor it means to push the gas pedal all the way to the floor as well. Um let me see here. Let me pop over to questions and let me also switch we're gonna go to members only for a sec here. So, let me get that set up. Turn on members only chat. So, uh for the next little bit, I will answer questions from the form but if you are uh a member of the channel, first of all, thank you very much for being a member and supporting me. Secondly, if you want to ask questions directly in the chat, you can go right ahead and do that right now. So, I'll keep a little bit of an eye over there on the chat. Um next question is from Regina. Hello, teacher Bob. How are you? I'm good, Regina. I am fine. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. What is the best invention in the world to you? I think again, it depends on the time of the day. So, late at night, I would say the light bulb. Um when I'm bored and I'm watching a television show, I would say TV. Uh when I'm in my kitchen and I have lots of food, I would say a lot of the modern inventions in the agricultural world like tractors uh and fertilizer are really cool. So, it's hard to say. Um it's a difficult thing uh to determine, I would say. Um let's see. In the chat, we have Key Park saying, put the pedal to the metal. Yes, that's uh sometimes during my lesson, I look over at how many slides I have left and I decide I need to put the pedal to the metal. So, even though I'm not driving a car, I could still use the phrase to describe speeding up. Madi says, American English with this guy, I'll try Brent. So, Madi's having a conversation with Brent. Awesome. Melody says, good morning, Bob. Good morning to you as well, Melody. Uh, I do wanna pause and say hi to the 453 people watching. Again, if you're new here, don't forget to click that subscribe button. Uh, I think that you will enjoy being a subscriber to my channel and subscribing is free by the way. If you wanna be a member, there's a button down there as well. Uh let's see here. Panthera is talking about her dog. I think Panthera mentioned earlier she had to get her dog uh, vaccinated. Very true. We get animals vaccinated as well. Oscar has to go in for his shots every year um for a variety of things. Yes, for sure. Let's see. Brent says, teacher Bob, we had a virtual open house at my school last night. Do you use that term in Canada? Yeah. So, we've used a couple terms, Brent. We sometimes say virtual open house. We sometimes say virtual town hall meeting. Um town hall has been used probably a little more than virtual uh virtual open house but yeah, we're doing a lot of the big gatherings are now virtual. So, Annette says, in France, we say we French people did not invent the atomic bomb bomb but we invented the vegetable mill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> La moulinette à légumes. Yes, thank you very much for that. Um by the way, there are some really cool inventions from almost every country. If you want to let me know in the comments an invention that came from your country, if someone from your country invented it, do that later uh after the video. That would be really cool to find out. Uh Regina says, teacher Bob, in the future, what item would you like to, to be invented? I would like on the show Star Trek they have something called a replicator. So, a replicator is something where if you want a cup of tea, you push tea and then it just makes a cup of tea for you or if you wanted pizza, you just say I want pizza and then it makes pizza. So, that's what I would love to see. Uh let's get to the next question here. Let's see here. So, Henry says, hi, teacher Bob. Have you ever been to a restaurant that has a lazy Susan on their table? How do you feel about it? Thank you. So, a lazy Susan is something that can hold different food items, usually condiments like ketchup and that and it turns. So, if it's usually round. So, if the ketchup is too far away for you to reach, you can turn the lazy Susan and then when the ketchup's close to you, you can grab it. I think lazy Susans are cool. Um we actually use a lazy Susan to make flower arrangements. We put the vase on the lazy Susan and you put flowers and you can turn it really easily to see each side. Um let's see here. Uh Regina, that sounds pretty interesting. Panthera Nori, dear teachers, can you tell some examples with using the verbs develop, improve and boost to feel the main difference between them? Ah, that's interesting. When you when you develop something, it usually means it doesn't quite exist yet. So, if you were going to develop a new way to teach English, 
you would think of a new way to do it. Okay? So, it's when you're making something that's kind of new. When you improve something, it already exists. So, this cup might be better if it had a handle on this side as well as this side. If I invented a cup that has a handle on both sides, I would have improved the cup. And when you boost something, you simply make it more powerful. So, if a car has a certain amount of power, you can modify the engine to boost the amount of power coming out. Great question, Panther. Norma says, they say many inventions in the second half of the 20th century were made after the visit to the moon. Hmm. Interesting. I think that most modern things, of course, were invented recently but they usually have their roots going way back. There's actually a show called uh Impossible Engineering that I like to watch where They'll show a modern invention but then they'll show all the little inventions that helped create that along the way. Uh let me get to the next question here. <laughs> Let's see here. Lolly Lolly says, bonjour. Si Bob n'existe pas. If Bob didn't exist, we would have to invent him. Sorry, it's about God. Uh sure, I guess so. I guess if I didn't exist, someone would need to think of me. I always think about it this way. If I didn't do what I do on YouTube, someone else would come along eventually and do the same thing. Uh let's see here. Um Key Park says, I don't know what a lazy Susan is. Key, if you search lazy Susan on Google and then go to images, you'll see a whole bunch of these little wooden and plastic things that we use and Brent says he has one in his kitchen. Yes, for sure. Uh Panthera Nori says, thanks a bunch. No problem. Uh let's see here. Vitalik says, hi, my favorite teacher, Bob. Hi, Vitalik. I just wanted to say thank you for your lessons and your time. You are so kind. I started learn to learn English in March uh because of being bored. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, many people, I think, started learning English uh when they were stuck at home. And then this one's gonna be tricky. Marina says, how would you rank the most brilliant inventions? That's a tough one. It really is. You know, there are many inventions that we don't even know about. Like they invented, you know, or developed a form of wheat and rice that grows with less water and so more people have food. So, it's really, really tricky to do that. Uh let's see here. Uh Angelica Werner says, the first car, Mercedes, came from my hometown, Stuttgart, a world a world changing invention. Absolutely. The car certainly um that's maybe how we would need to rank things. How much they changed the world. Although, the car also created pollution, didn't it? Um so, Ronaldo says, how do I refer to old cameras? Yeah, that's a good one. We call them film cameras. Okay. Sorry, there was a fly here. Um so, my camera that I'm using, I can't show you because it's right there is a digital camera. We refer usually refer to old cameras as film cameras. Oh, like we actually um there's actually a photographer here right now who comes on Friday mornings with an old film camera to take pictures of the flowers. So, that's how we would refer to you know digital camera is a newer camera and an older camera we would say a film camera. Let's see here. I'm gonna skip the next one because it is not about inventions. So, let me go to the next question. Next question is from Susie. Do you keep a microscope or do you have a microscope? Why is the verb used keep? Can I use the verb have? Yes, you would definitely say do you have a microscope? Uh and I don't. Although, that's not an odd question. Many farmers do have microscopes because sometimes they'll want to look at something um related to the things they grow or their animals under a microscope. So, great question. Um let's see here. I'm going to I'm gonna switch uh questions off for members now. Hey, if you feel like this lesson is a little more slow paced and I'm not as energetic, it's because I just finished the first week of school. Um what I do want to mention to everyone though is that there will be no live English lesson tomorrow, okay? So, I'm doing this lesson today. I will edit this lesson and put a shorter version up in a couple days uh but I'm taking tomorrow off. It's been a long week. Um I don't have a sore throat but I do feel like I've been talking a lot this week at school and I'm going to take tomorrow off. So, there's no live stream tomorrow but we should get back to this lesson now. 
Um, the next invention is the clock. By the way, uh, before there was a clock, I think we just looked at the sun. I have no idea how people knew what time it was when it was a cloudy day. Like today, the sun is behind the clouds. Um, but eventually, someone invented the clock. Um, interestingly enough, when the clock was invented, most people only had a clock tower in their town. And if you lived way outside of the town, if you couldn't hear the bells from the clock tower, you wouldn't know what time it was. So, very interesting. People had hourglasses, right? So, you it's sand and then the sand would fall through the hourglass. Uh, but the clock, I think, is a pretty cool invention. Uh, Key Park says, internet is the greatest invention in the world, I think, so that we can learn English with Bob from all over the world. It is certainly a cool, cool uh, invention for sure. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Brent says, he works with a teacher named Susan. She's not lazy at all. Thanks, Brent. Um, and then, there were many phrases uh, related to clocks and the one I chose was the phrase around the clock because we have light at night and because we can function 24 hours a day, we now have the phrase around the clock. You can use this literally like if you worked for 24 hours straight, you could say I worked around the clock. But we usually use this kind of figuratively to exaggerate when we're really busy. So, you could say, oh, I've just been working around the clock. So, I had a really busy week. I worked from about 7 a.m. till about 8 p.m. every day this week. So, even though I didn't literally work 24 hours a day, I could use this phrase to say, oh, I'm really tired. I've been working around the clock, okay? You can also say that a store is open around the clock, okay? So, that's why I picked the open 24 hours. Um but when something is open around the clock, it simply means it's open all the time. If you say that you work around the clock, it means that you're working quite a bit. Um the refrigerator. Sorry, my nose is just a little bit itchy right now. I don't want to scratch my nose. It's rude to pick your nose on the screen. I don't I don't pick my nose, okay? Only kids pick their nose. Uh refrigerator. So, a long time ago, there was no way to keep food cold. Um maybe you put your food in a stream. (laughs) I don't know. Eventually, people would uh in winter countries that have winter, they would cut large blocks of ice in the summer or in the winter months and store them so they could use them in the summer as ice blocks. But uh eventually, someone invented the refrigerator. A great invention that we do not often think about. The fact that we can go buy fresh food. We can bring it home and stick it in a refrigerator and the refrigerator is the central uh part of my home. It is the item in my it is the thing in my home that gets opened the most I think. Um so, we ended up I thought oh, there's a number of different phrases related to fridge but I thought I would talk about fridge magnets because this is something that was inadvertently invented. A fridge magnet is something that is magnetic. So, a magnet will stick to something that is metal. So, the door of the fridge, the fridge door in many homes is a place where people put things and they usually put it there with a fridge magnet. So, a fridge magnet is a magnet usually from like these are probably all from different companies but on our fridge, Sometimes, we'll put a note on the fridge door and we'll put a magnet, a fridge magnet on it to hold it there. So, fridge magnets are very, very cool. Um something that didn't exist before fridges existed. Batteries. So, batteries are used to store electricity. I actually don't have electricity on this list as an invention because I think it's more of a discovery, okay? So, when you discover something, it means it already exists and you just figured out how to use it or what it is but when you invent something, you actually create it. So, I would say that a long time ago, electricity was discovered and that because of that, people eventually uh, created batteries. So, batteries have a positive and negative side. (laughs) So, I'm not sure you can see the fly trying to learn English from me. Um and batteries have also allowed us to have a modern world because it allows us to have electricity in remote places. Um I chose the phrase to recharge your batteries. So, sometimes we pretend that humans have batteries at the end of a long day. Sometimes if I had a hammock, I should buy one. That's a hammock. I would I would lay in the hammock just to recharge my batteries. Tomorrow, as I mentioned, I'm not doing a live English lesson. 
because I just need a day where I can recharge my batteries. I need a day where I don't talk. I need a day where I can relax. I need a day where I can spend some time with Jen and the kids and I just need to recharge my batteries. So, sometimes we pretend that humans have batteries and we say that we need to recharge them. Uh let's see here. Um paper. So, paper was invented a very very long time ago and it allowed us to write things down. Before we had paper, before we had different ways to record knowledge, people simply needed to tell to communicate knowledge to the next generation orally. They literally needed to sit around and tell someone how to do something. Paper and all of the things before paper that we could write on, um I'm sure there were many things before actual paper allowed us to record our knowledge. Um and then I chose this phrase even though it's not directly related to paper. It kind of is. We have a phrase that the pen is mightier than the sword. So, what this means is that when nations fight, when there is war, they do that to solve disagreements between them but instead of war, sometimes or most times, if you can just communicate, you could probably solve your problem without having to fight with each other. So, um when we say this as well, we mean that if you wanted if you wanted someone to think oh look at that my finger just got stuck in my microphone one sec here i was not expecting that to happen if you're wondering what i'm doing i'm not waving at you i'm trying to get the fly to stop bugging me um if i write a letter to the fly and ask him to stop bugging me it's not going to work in this situation this phrase is not true but often communicating and using words to solve issues is better than fighting. Um the bicycle. So, before the automobile, there were several ways to get around in the world. I think the bicycle is one of the coolest inventions because it does not pollute. You just simply use your own power to pedal the bike and you use the bike to go various places. I'm amazed at how much easier it is to bike somewhere as opposed to walking somewhere. And it's about the same amount of energy. So, if I need to go ask my neighbor a question, it's actually a kilometer or two down the road. Sometimes, I just jump on my bike and I will bike to my neighbors. Okay. So, notice how I'm talking about biking there. Um some people use cycle but we often just say bike. My kids like to bike around in the driveway. Uh all of my kids have bikes and they love to bike. So, I've just used bike in a number of different ways there. Um let me see where I am here. Okay. Um and then we have a phrase in English. We say it's like riding a bike. We use this phrase when we're talking about something that once you learn how to do it, you don't forget how to do it. So, there are some things where when you learn how to do it, you can quickly forget how to do it but there are other things that once you learn how to do it, we say it's like riding a bike because once you learn to ride a bike, you don't usually forget how to ride a bike. So, there are simple things in life like If I show one of my kids how to fry an egg, they're not gonna forget how to fry an egg. So, I could say, hey, it's really easy. I'll show you how to fry an egg. Um after I show you, you'll you'll have no problem doing it yourself. It's like riding a bike, okay? So, the phrase it's like riding a bike simply means that it's something that you find easy to remember and easy to do later again. Hey, let's look at a few questions and then we'll wrap up this lesson in a little bit. Um we have some inventions here. Um Zara the Iranian says, hi teacher. Hi dear teacher. Some of the inventions by the Iranians, postal service, guitar, chess, algebra, human rights, refrigerator, sulfuric acid, backgammon. (laughs) Very cool Zara. Um there are many things that have been invented in many places in the world and it's why I believe it's important for inventors and for scientists to share their knowledge because we all benefit as a society when we share that knowledge. But thanks, Zara. That's very cool. Uh let's see. Jan Zaki says, a good invention was progressive lenses around 1930 by a French company, Asilor. Very cool. Very cool. Uh let's see here. Next question from Layla. Hi, dear. Hi, teacher. Hope you are doing good. What is the what invention blew your mind the most and did you really like? Okay, little 
fixes there and what is the one invention or the one thing you don't like? I would say the invention, I think we're gonna agree that right now in this moment, the internet is the coolest invention. So, thank you United States or whoever invented it. Pretty sure it was the United States. Uh, thanks Brent for inventing the internet. I think it was Dan Quayle. Anyways, inside joke between Canadians and Americans. Um an invention I don't like, I would say um you know, anything that was created to harm people. I I I don't really know how to say those are good inventions because they're they're just not helpful in the world. Uh let's see here. Next question is also what do I think is the greatest invention? I'm gonna skip that one key park, sorry. Um let's see. Next question is not about the lesson and a lot of questions here about what I think the most important inventions are. Uh let's see here and then another one that's not related. Sorry, people are probably getting bored. Uh Mart has the next one. Could you please do the Saturn V rocket with the phrase this isn't rocket science? So, I don't have a rocket on in the slides. Sorry, I should have put one in there. A rocket is something that uh launches. There's a countdown. At the end of the countdown, the rocket launches into space. Um and what Mart is referring to is we have a phrase ah, it isn't rocket science. When someone thinks something might be difficult but it's actually quite easy, we'll say, oh, come on, it isn't rocket science. What we mean by that is it isn't difficult, okay? Um doing a live stream with your phone seems like it might be difficult but it isn't rocket science. Literally, you just click the button, say go live and you're ready to go. So, when we are describing something that we think is actually quite straightforward and easy but it's actually perceived as being difficult, we we might say it's not rocket science. Hey, I wanted to give a shout out to Rod in the chat. Rod says he's fully booked and working hard. So, Rod teaches English down in Brazil and uh I'm assuming that he is having a busy week as well. Um not that not because school is back in session but just because he has a lot of students who he teaches. Uh let's see here. Um Ahmed says, hello teacher, can I say a light bulb popped up in my head? You know, where I am, we would say a light bulb went off in my head. We might even say a light went off in my head. Um which is weird that we use the word off because we actually mean we're having an idea. So, we don't often say a light bulb popped up in my head but I would have to check if that is more common maybe in Britain or another place. Let's see here. Celeste says, is there an invention to get rid of sheep and cow dung instead of using a bulldozer? So, when I was young, our barn had what's called a barn cleaner. So, it would remove all of the manure automatically each day. So, if you search for that on the internet, you'll find some pretty gross pictures but you will find some pictures of people doing that. Um Television. So, television has kind of changed in the last little while. It's not what it used to be. When I was a kid, we would sit down at night and watch television. We would have, I think we had 10 channels, maybe 11 and we would look in the TV guide to see what was going to be on and then we would watch television. Nowadays, people still watch television but they also watch Netflix and they watch YouTube. So, um watching things like videos has changed quite a bit. Um so, television is a cool invention. Before television, there was radio um and people would just listen but eventually, they figured out how to send uh moving pictures, I guess and you had television. Um and this created something called the TV dinner. So, the TV dinner, um we still use this word even though people don't always eat these in front of the TV um but if you go to the frozen food section of a grocery store, Um there is a number of TV dinners. A TV dinner is a frozen meal that you can quickly heat up in a microwave and then eat. They're not very tasty. They're not very healthy. We do not buy TV dinners. Um we probably would call them frozen dinners now. I think TV dinner is an older phrase. Uh maybe Brent can let us know in the chat whether people still call these TV dinners um down in the United States. Let me just check something here. Someone is mentioned. There we go. Um yeah, I'm not sure. We would call them frozen dinners but they all they are definitely TV dinners. Um they're meant to heat up quick and then uh, and then eat in front of the TV. Um and then here we go. This is actually the last slide of the lesson. It's for uh airplane. So, 
We earlier had someone mentioned uh who do you think actually invented the airplane? That's a tricky one because different people in different parts of the world were working on a machine that could fly at the same time. Um I think some of the most successful early flights were by the Wright brothers but I don't wanna say they invented it. I definitely know they made some huge leaps forward uh in flying a machine through the sky. I think they actually called them flying machines before they called them airplanes. The airplane has also changed the world, okay? The airplane has allowed people to visit other countries a lot more easily to go on vacations in places where they never would have been able to before. Before the airplane, everyone needed to just go on a boat or a ship. If I wanted to visit Europe 150 years ago, I would have needed to take a ship or a boat. Uh now I can just jump on an airplane and I'm there in six hours. So, the airplane and then the phrase I chose for airplane is the phrase red eye. Uh red eye is how we refer to a flight that is at night, okay? So, I actually heard this word just the other day at my work. Someone had gone out west to visit family and they came back on a red eye. So, when you call it a red eye, it's simply a flight that leaves in the evening and usually lands in the evening. So, instead of flying during the day, you fly at night. Uh let's see here. That is it folks. I'm going to just spend a couple minutes answering some questions uh from all of you uh and then we will wrap this up. So, if you feel like you learned what you needed to learn, thanks for being here. Um and do remember there is no live stream tomorrow. I'm taking tomorrow off. I will announce that on my community uh page as well but let's do a few more questions here and then we will be done. So, Bahandi says, what is the difference between discover and invention? So, gravity exists. When you let something go, it falls. So, when you say someone discovered gravity, it really means we just started to understand something that already exists. When someone discovers a new star, maybe there was a part of the sky that we didn't think had many stars and someone discovers a new star. It was already there and then someone located it. Um when we a long time ago, people would discover new places on the planet earth. So, they didn't invent them. They already existed. They just found them, okay? When you invent something, it means that you've created something new, okay? Uh a long time ago, there were no bicycles but someone sat down and decided that they thought they could put two wheels together on a frame with pedals and then they invented the bicycle. So, that's when you create something new for sure. Uh let's see here. Um Brent says, oh, in the US, we say the Wright brothers invented the airplane and Ford invented the car. Who knows? Yeah, there should be like a battle of the who invented what discussion someday when between all the countries. Um Abdul Latif says, just I want to say thank I want to thank you very much. You are welcome. Um let's see here. Katarina is asking about my favorite modern invention. Again, there's so many. It's really hard to say. I think pizza. No, that's not modern. Sorry. I think the internet would be my favorite uh modern invention for sure. Uh let's see here. Uh next question has already been asked. So, Jian from Brazil. Hi, Bob. Can we use put the pedal to the metal in different situations like about to accelerate something. Situations when we need to do things faster. I've actually heard my boss say this in a meeting where we have one hour to finish the meeting and we aren't going fast enough. He might say, let's move on to number two on the agenda. We need to put the pedal to the metal people and get this meeting done on time. So, yes, you can definitely say that you need to put the pedal to the metal. If I'm teaching a class Sometimes, I need to put the pedal to the metal. So, you can use it to refer to other things that you need to speed up. Uh let's see here. Um hey, Rod. Rod VIP IDP says, do you think we'll eventually have hologram Zoom meetings or even school from home? Have a great day. Thank you. I do. I think at some point, instead of you just seeing me on a flat screen, that when I do these lessons, it will be like you're sitting in the room with me, okay? I'm not sure what that will be like but I think someday, Rod, we will have uh holograms and we will have 3D and I think it will be really cool. I really do. Hey, let's end on that. Let's call that. I know I didn't get to all the questions. I apologize if I didn't. 
Um, but let's end right there. Thank you again so much for watching. Thanks to Todd and Dave uh, for moderating the chat. Thanks to Brent for being here and handling some questions in the chat as well. Thanks for doing that, Brent. Uh, thanks to all my members who have graciously decided to click the join button below and support me. Uh, and thank you for subscribing. If you're a subscriber, if you're not, there's a button right there that you can click to subscribe to my channel. Anyways, thank you so much uh, for watching this. I hope you learned a little bit. I don't think it was the most popular topic but as you know, Bob the Canadian will teach every topic under the sun uh, as he teaches English to you. So, um again, no live lesson tomorrow. I normally do a Q&A session on Saturdays. I'm going to take the day off to rest my voice uh because I am teaching again uh but there will be a shorter version of this lesson up in a couple days. And there will be a new uh video up on Tuesday as well. By the way, if you didn't watch my video from this past Tuesday, uh give it a watch. I went to school uh and I taught some vocabulary and phrases at school. Anyways, I'm gonna wait. I'm not waving. I'm trying to get the fly away from me. Thanks again so much for watching. Uh you guys are awesome. Have a great day. Have a great weekend and keep learning English. I think all of you are doing a great job. Bye. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.